Hey, everybody, before we get into the show, we have a major earth-shattering massive announcement. Nikki? Yes, it is that time again, Pete Wright. Our monthly planning membership is open for enrollment. GPS stands for Guided Planning Sessions, if you don't know already. We've worked really hard here at Take Control ADHD to provide you with a service that not only gives you ideas and strategies on how to plan your day and your week, but it also provides time and space for you to do the work and not just by yourself, but with others who understand and support you. We meet every Monday and Thursday, and there are three different sessions for each day that you're invited to attend. We are dedicated to making this membership to be one that is transformative in the way you think about planning and taking control of your time and schedule. There are so many benefits to the GPS membership, so please be sure to visit our website at takecontroladhd.com slash GPS. Enrollment is open now through May 8th. Thank you for your time and attention, and I hope to see you soon. On with the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Taking Control, the ADHD podcast on Rash Pixel FM. I'm Pete Wright, and I'm here with Nikki Kinzer. Hello, everyone. Hello, Pete. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How about you? I'm feeling uh, I'm feeling pretty good, all things considered. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling pretty good. Good. The universal qualifier of our era, all things considered, I'm feeling it's pretty okay. good. It's okay. Mm-hmm. That's right. We, uh, we're talking a, a little bit more about um, the uncertainty of our future uh, right now. And not just the long-term future, but what do you do, say, this afternoon exactly, with your, right? with your yeah. life? Yeah. That, that has become a, a, a problem, and I know it gives you fits. Are you okay? Are you going to be okay no, talking about I'm this? No, I'm not okay. <laughs> <laughs> My anxiety is sky high. Yeah. It's rough much. out it there, is. everybody. Well, it but is we're hard. gonna, yeah, yeah. So it, it, the, the problem, yeah, the problem is it's all about resetting expectations. So we're gonna get into mm-hmm. that. Before we do it, head over to takecontroladhd.com. You can get to know us a little bit better. You can listen to the show right there on the website or subscribe to the mailing list, and we will send you an email each time a new episode is released. You can connect with us on Twitter or Facebook at Take Control ADHD. And if this show has ever touched you or helped you make a change in your life for the better, if you've ever found that you understand your relationship with ADHD in a new way, we invite you to consider supporting the show directly through Patreon at patreon.com slash the ADHD podcast. Patreon is listener-supported podcasting. With just a few dollars a month, you can help guarantee that we continue to grow this show, add new features, and invest more heavily in our community. It's Monday, which means we just wrapped up a fantastic weekend of the Brain Playground. Our very own Suzanne uh, jumped into the Supreme Level Brain Playground channel and shared an incredible variety of uh, uh, posts and pictures and thoughts uh, about learning language and her dog stretching and howling. <laughs> and I mean, there's just a, it, it's just a fantastic way to, to be a part of an incredible ADHD community. You know, I have a, a little bit of an announcement. It's a you pre-announcement. Do. I just yeah. found out, you know, we have this merch. We have some merch that you can get. You can get ADHD podcast shirts and stuff. I just found out that our merch provider is about ready to release, to launch a new product. For, for us? us to put our stuff on, yes. Oh, would you, oh, would you like to know what it is? Oh, okay, yes. It's very timely. What is very it? Very timely. Can you a imagine? Planner. No, 
No, the ADHD podcast, non-medical grade mask, face mask. Oh, interesting. With the ADHD squirrels on it. What do you think about that? That's that's pretty cute. I'm going to rock that hard. The best thing about (laughs) it, though, is that it's going to, uh, for every nobody like me that buys a mask, they will donate one medical grade mask to healthcare workers, frontline healthcare workers in need. And so um, it is uh, hopefully a way to give back if you're looking for a way and you want to rock some ADHD pod stuff. Uh, I'm going to make sure I let all of our members know first when that is available. So uh, very that's cool. Great. Love that uh, yeah. that Tee Public is doing that. So uh, that's it. Thanks so much, everybody, again, for supporting the show, even in times of hardship. We could not do it without you. Patreon.com slash the ADHD podcast to learn more. All right, Nikki, the first thing I see when I log into our shared show notes document uh, on the fantasticcoda.io this morning is, this is so hard for me, exclamation <laughs> yes, point, exclamation point, exclamation point, yes. exclamation point. <laughs> yes, because the title of the show, right, is leaning into not planning. How do you do that? How do you lean into not planning? It, yeah. It's uh, very difficult for me. And, and the reason, well, there's a lot of reasons, but for one, that's what I help other people to do is to plan. I help my clients uh, break things down and and help them, you know, understand their planner and their time and and uh we, you know, set milestone goals and all of this stuff. And I can't do that right now because like you said earlier, we don't even know what's happening this afternoon. And so <laughs> it's uh, it's really definitely been a time of uncertainty and it's really uncomfortable. I'll be honest, really uncomfortable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's really uncomfortable. Uh, and it, it is, I, you know, I said at the beginning, it's about resetting expectations. And I it say is. that, and I know that I make it sound way too easy. <laughs> just, yes, but, uh, just reset your expectations. You'll okay, be fine. Yeah, We're no all problem. fine. Yeah. We're all fine. Yes. We're all fine. But it is true. I mean, I it is about resetting expectations. And I think that uh, that kind of goes into our first point with acceptance. Um, yeah. You know, I think that we can't plan in the same way that, that we used to. We can't plan a week ahead necessarily. So um, it's it's difficult, but we do have to tweak this. And, and uh, you know, when we were talking about this uh, a couple weeks ago, you and I and Melissa, we were all talking about this as a as a topic. And one of the things that came up was the systems too that we have in place to just help keep our lives in somewhat control are not relevant right now. And that can definitely throw people for a loop. And one of the things that I've seen with my own clients is there's there's uh, a, a very uh, real fear that they're going to lose what they knew before and and what was happening before because they've been put in the situation that they weren't expecting this transition that they have to get used to and uh and i'm sure there's a lot of people out there that are probably yeah yeah like i get that like if you know i was going to the gym every day haven't been able to go to the gym and am i going to be able to get back on to, uh, into that habit so this is my words of encouragement is i think a lot of our systems are like us riding a bike 
right? If you haven't r- ridden a bike in a long time, it might be a little wobbly at first. You might fall, but you're going to get back up and eventually you're going to catch your balance and you're going to ride again, Pete. You are going to ride again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, can I believe in I, that? I, I have a fear around that too. I have an anxiety around that too. Can I just tell you something that I feel like we talk about riding a bike, bike as kind of an aphorism, right? It's right. just it's riding a bike. You'll get it. And and even now, I don't ride a bike every day, but I can feel it in my brain, in my body. If I were to get on a bike right now, I would know what to do, right? Yeah, yeah. Can yeah. I just tell you, I used to be an exceptional jump roper when I oh, was a kid. Oh, I believe I could... that. <laughs> Okay, that's weird that you would believe. Nobody believes that about me. It's always well, a thing of shock. What are you doing you, believing that? You did the push-up <laughs> challenge. I did. Or no, not the push-up, pull-up. I did push-up, pull-ups, pull-ups squats? and squats. Yeah, well, it was, it was, was. all three. Right. So I did yeah. all three. Yeah. yeah. But but the thing, this I'm talking about like when I was 13. I mean, I oh, could okay. do <laughs> all of it. I could do the double dutch. I could do the everything, right? I had the people and the two and I could jump in and I saw the Harlem jump jump ropers come and they and they they taught us all how to do it in elementary school and it was amazing. And I like I could do that. And now Many, many years have gone by, Nikki, and I worry that there is the opposite of, oh, it's just like riding a bike is it's just like jump roping because I think about jump roping and I have no no idea what to do. So (laughs) I worry. Jump roping and riding a bike are not the same thing. You got to get that out of your head. That's what I mean. (laughs) That's what I mean. So is it riding a bike or is it jumping rope? Because jumping rope would be terrible. Jumping rope is bad. So yeah, you got to get that out of your head and focus on riding a bike. Okay. I, I will. I've never I will. been I just, a jump roper, but I can ride a bike. Yeah. Jump ropes are dangerous. You the, noose well, yourself they, up. And the ones I had had the little plastic pieces, beads on them, you know, and they would pin oh, you, yeah. your shins on those. You're out yeah. for a week. Like yeah, razor you gotta wire. you got to let that thought go. Just let it go. All right. Not so relevant. How do we make sure <laughs> that this is riding a bike and not jumping rope? It is probably a little bit of self-talk of just reminding yourself that it's not like a jump rope. Like, okay, this this will pass and <laughs> I will be able to get back into, you know, the things that I need to get back into to make my life feel like it's in some kind of control. I think for now, it is asking yourself, what do I have control over right now? Like, you know, because you do have some control over what you're doing every day. Now, you may not be able to go out, except for if you live in like certain states, you can. Um, but, you know, there's <laughs> there's going to be, um, you still have, you know, control over what you're doing, even in your home or outside your home or whatever. So I think that part of it is, for me anyway, leaning into it isn't necessarily looking at next week or even the end of the week, but staying present and really focusing on one day at a time. What mm-hmm. is today going to look like? Um, how do I feel today? So checking in with yourself, you know, are you, are you anxiety? Is your anxiety high? Are you okay? Are you content? Are you tired? Um, you know, how do you feel? What's important today? So if it's, if it's a work day, what's important to get done? But we've got to lower those expectations. Um, I think the expectations are way too high. We are in a pandemic and productivity is not at its peak. And so we need to relax a little bit on that. That's right. And, and so I think it's important that we break down 
you know, the difference between short-term and long-term planning. And this is, you know, for, for anybody who is still, you know, working from home or, or you know, struggling with trying to figure out what is their place and purpose in their business, uh, you know, to figure out what's going on when, you know, so many of our projects are longer term. Right. Uh, you know, how do you figure out what's next? What is the next most useful thing for you to do? So generally, when we're not thinking about COVID, right? Short-term goals are those that are typically accomplished in a few weeks or a few months, right? Mm -hmm. that, that's what we're thinking about when we look at our, our horizons of authority and accountability over our activities and projects. And so uh, long-term goals are those that are targeting a year or more in the future, right? And, and so in COVID, we have to at least adjust our scale a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. So does this mean changing what our goals are? Maybe. But, and I think this is the most important thing, maybe not, right? Just because the context has changed around how you're doing your work does not always mean you have to change your focus on what you're doing over the long term. And that gives me a lot of hope, right? Mm -hmm. That gives mm -hmm. me a lot of promise that there is some sense of normalcy out there that, that I can at least latch on to. Uh, so short term, has to move from thinking in terms of weeks and months to thinking in terms of hours and days, right? We have to take the the micro activities that we've already broken down, right? To to take the the bigger projects and break them down. We break them down into like what is this? We have to really rethink the units of work that we can accomplish over a course of of hours. And maybe it's now nano activities. Maybe just sending one email is enough. Right? Mm -hmm. That's all you can do, uh, right? Because we have to know that we're adaptable to the changing conditions in the world and be super flexible to the people that we're working with, knowing that they're also struggling to adapt and, and to change and to be flexible themselves. There's just a lot of understanding that we have to have here as we try to move things forward. Um, you know, I think about our schools. Right. And, uh, you know, they, they I think they really make a great case example for this, right? Because many of our schools who are adapting to online learning are moving from, you know, thinking about semesters or quarters or terms to thinking about just like two weeks. Mm -hmm. Can we teach our teachers some new skills, get them delivering some new skills and some new content to our students, and let's reevaluate how we're doing every two weeks, right? And, right. and uh, that makes it really hard to think about things like infrastructure and maintenance and planning on our buildings and things that we've, you know, that we thought were going to be on the docket for this year, but it doesn't change how important those things are in the long term, mm -hmm. right? It mm -hmm. just changes how we're, we're going to be doing them. So um, I, I have, you know, we talk about projects being backburnered. Yeah. Uh, and I hate that term. Mm -hmm. I hate that term because it puts them on a list of forgotten things. It really does, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I really prefer that if you're going to drop a project, drop the project. If mm -hmm. it's uncertain or if its delivery date is now sort of indefinite, then say it has been extended. Mm -hmm. But please stop saying backburnered because backburnered changes the way you think about the project. Yeah, it makes it sure. less important. And in this case, we need those projects to be important unless they're legitimately not important. Right? Then put them, and if they're not put them off the burner. <laughs> then be altogether. done with them. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So what do you think about all that? This whole short term, long term thing? What do you oh, think, I think about how, I'm, I, how I, I pitch that? Yeah. I mean, I think it's really a good way of, of looking at it and adjusting to it for sure. Um, and some great examples, especially with the with the schools and, and the 
the projects. I like that. That's good. Yeah. Well, and you know, I mean, I guess I, I come at this from like my client side projects, which are like right. things that, that I thought I was going to be doing right now. I'm not doing, mm-hmm. but that doesn't change the fact that they're still going to get done. I've had very few projects just get dropped, right? right. They've been extended, they've been changed, but they haven't been dropped. And I think it, it comes with a, uh, with this comes a sense of creativity that we have to develop. Like, uh, you know, how, how are we going to continue to move even those long-term projects, which are now longer-term projects, mm-hmm. how do we continue moving them forward? Uh, even in a state of such foggy uncertainty. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a big deal. I, I've been thinking, though, a lot about uh, our individual projects, right? Our individual, like our home and the things we're trying to accomplish in our personal lives through all of this. And, and uh, you know, I mentioned the Brain Playground earlier. I think it, Suzanne is a great example of this, right? Just m- with all of the incredible language learning that she has educated us on over the course of her mm-hmm. last several uh, Brain Playgrounds, that has, that really defines uh, how you can continue to work forward in the things that are important to you personally and how you can learn lessons from your experience with COVID. And I, I am uh, such a huge advocate. I know, you know, we've talked about it on the, uh, the show before, this idea of journaling. Mm-hmm. Uh, but really, how are you using journaling for self-care? How are you right. using your, like, documentation of your experience to help you learn things that are going to stick with you that are illustrative of this experience that you'll be able to take when the world changes again because the right. world is going to change again. And some of the stuff you learn and do now are going to stick with you mm-hmm. and they're going to stick with all of us. And I think um, I, I think we can take, take time to be present with that. I think it goes into the self-care kind Absolutely. of model. Absolutely. Well, because we are in such a, um, we're in such a surreal moment of, of our lives that I think documenting it is really an interesting, it will be really interesting to reflect and look back on later. Yeah. You know, that this, this is what was happening. This is what we were going through. This is what we were thinking. This is, you know, I, I just think there's a lot of value in that. And like you said, really important lessons uh, to, to learn from. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, we, our whole family has been doing daily journal practice, right? Yeah, for, you know, and we, we've we been dating our posts as like day 40, you know. <laughs> um, but but I think the, the questions that I've started posing to myself, uh, and, and I make this not as a recommendation to others, right? This is, you, you sort of have to figure out what you, you want to do for yourself. But what I'm asking myself is, you know, what changed today over yesterday, right? What is mm-hmm. different today that I tried something new or, or did something different today that I didn't do yesterday? What's tomorrow going to look like? What am I going to try to accomplish? I still ask the question, what am I going to ship today? What are the things that I'm going to do, finish, release to the world, deliver to a client? What am I going to ship? Mm-hmm. Um, and what would I like to be doing this time next month? Right? What are some things That's that I... That's a hard I, question to answer. It is a hard question to answer, but you know what? It becomes the further out you go, the easier it becomes to answer. Like Yes, because I, I could if, definitely, because your next question is, what would I like to be doing in two years? Yeah. And I could answer that. Yeah. 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 But but if you go back and look at the other questions that where I start, like what changed right. today versus yesterday? What's tomorrow going to look like? And then you go back and read what I was writing, you know, 30 days ago. Right. You can start to build a trend line of 
those thoughts and dreams and wishes and aspirations and projects Mm -hmm. that are going to lead me to, you know, what's going to happen next month? You know, I've got two new podcasts for new clients that I'm planning on launching by the end of May Mm -hmm. uh, or the first week of June. And those are things that I'm actively working on right now that didn't exist 30 days ago. Uh, But because of changes that I made then, I've been able to move these things down the field a little bit, Mm -hmm. which feels Mm -hmm incredibly good. Well, and that actually, I mean, was going into my next point was, was, is the self-care, right? This is mm-hmm. not a time to, to not be focusing on that. And so I think that the journaling is definitely, um, something that, that we can do, uh, anything that's going to ease your anxiety and stress. I've been meditating mm-hmm. more, um, making more of a point to do that just to stay grounded. Any kind of self-compassion, you know, I think is really important. Nothing is normal right now. And uh, we're going to have uh, Michelle, Dr. Michelle Frank on the show in a couple weeks. And mm-hmm. she's going to talk about, um, it's still kind of squirrely on how we're going to talk about this, yeah. but, but I want her to, to kind of talk about that comparison factor of where that pressure is to be productive. And when you see, or you hear, uh, of somebody getting all this stuff done and you don't feel like doing any of it, like wh- how, where does that leave us? Right. So, um, I'm really interested to hear what her perspective is on that. And I think it all goes into self-care, how you're taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, adjusting. What are your clients like? What are your clients seeing? Because I think about this in terms of now we've been doing this for a month and a half. Do you do you ever do you get the sense that anybody is getting good at this yet? Of like feeling actually com- comfortable at- with the experience, like taking care of themselves, <laughs> doing the things that they need to do to keep this going? Or, or are we still just in a period of uncertainty? Because I know, you know, it's going to this is like any other muscle, right? You're going to we're we're going to adapt one way or another. We have to. Uh it goes but, in waves. That's what yeah. I've noticed is that the first week or two, there was kind of a panic of how is this going to work? I'm, you know, really uh, concerned about a lot of different things. Um, and then there was sort of this, okay, everything's all right. But now we're kind of going into this almost depression, um, mm-hmm. not anxiety, but it's more of just like, I'm so so tired of it. I I heard on the news today, it's like this uh, uh, quarantine fatigue. And that's why you're seeing people going out anyway, you know, because Mm -hmm. they're they're tired of it, Um, which can be really dangerous, too. So it you know, I think that nobody really knows uh, what to do in this situation. But that's what I'm finding is that it goes in waves. So next couple of weeks, people might be okay. I have noticed that most of my clients, they've had to adjust what their self-care looks like, but some of them are getting more sleep. Some of them are uh, at least going out and walking and exercising outside. Um, but everything looks different. I mean, everything. Mm-hmm. The thing that's really cool, though, about ADHD, and I think you can probably attest to this, Pete, is that ADHDers are great in crisis. You know, the adrenaline comes comes up and and they can get the things done that they need to. And so some a lot of my clients will say, this is how we live our life every day. And and, yeah. uh, you know, they're just getting an idea now of what this what this looks like or feels like. Um, so many of them, I think, are st- still very much staying very strong. Um, mm-hmm. But just like everybody, it's it's tough. 
to give you, you've asked about my clients, to give you an example, I have a client who had a lot of different goals this this year that she wanted to accomplish. And a lot of those goals had to do with being outside of her home, right? They were health goals. They were marathon goals. They were working with a trainer. I mean, all of these different things that she wanted to do. And uh, now she can't even go outside because she has asthma and um, she's at high risk. And so, you know, a lot of this, uh, and she's by herself, she's living by herself. And so, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's it's hard. So one of the things that we had to do was really adjust how we were going to work together because we really didn't have anything to update with her goals because they were pretty stagnant right now. Mm-hmm. Um, her work was busy, but, you know, she was getting by and was fine and they were working everything out. So what we ended up doing was adjusting because one of her goals was to organize her house or to get rid of clutter in her house. And so that's what we are focusing on now is and she doesn't have the motivation so i just want to i want to be very transparent about this this is what we're working on but she doesn't have any motivation to do it and mm-hmm. so we're really taking baby steps to do it so <laughs> you know yeah. there's there's a couple rooms that need to be done and we're just like oh let's just get everything in one corner let's mm-hmm. take one little piece of you know pile of paper and Let's just think about it for a little bit, right? I mean, we're really going into baby steps. So there's no pressure. So I don't want people to think, oh, we're like got this like huge organizing um, project out there because that's not that's not what it is. We're adjusting and we're being very realistic about it. So it still gives her something to to look forward to, to. It still gives her some kind of accomplishment, but it's not shameful. It's not um where, you know, she's going to feel bad or the expectations sure. are that high. Does that make sense? Well, and that's what you're doing. Like, right, you 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 are like you're doing what we're talking about, right? Breaking down even the smallest things into smaller things. Really small right? things. Really. We really never. Small. Yeah. Like, it, there's nothing like a change in the world to make you re- reevaluate the scale at which you have to work. Yes. And, and that's what we've had here. I thought I knew what the smallest order of, of work element was for me. I did not know what that smallest element no. of work was. Uh, and, and now I do. And it's sometimes comic small, but it's all I can do to keep moving. Right, right. And if if we can learn anything from this show and from Dory, you have to just keep swimming. You do. You have to keep keep, swimming. Don't stop swimming. That's it. That's it. I mean, we don't have the answers to this. I I wish I did, but this, you know, this is what I'm doing. This is what you're doing. This is what, you know, I'm seeing people do. And like you said, we're doing the best we can and we just keep swimming. Just keep swimming swimming mm-hmm. uh that's uh that's what we got for yeah. this week everybody i hope that's helpful just just in terms of rethinking what it means uh and, and adapting to this sort of new work environment i changed my on the live stream i changed my background to foggy woods because like how do you plan on the other side of those foggy woods you can't I, don't know how to, I can't plan for that but you know what i hope that when you get through that fog it's going to be mm-hmm. like this beautiful sky open fields but you know what else i love about this picture is that it's kind of beautiful anyway it is it is i agree be careful because everything in there is sick so you know (laughs) wear a mask wear a mask that's right protect thank you everybody so much for hanging out with us this fine uh day for the live stream for those who uh, download and listen to the show thank you too uh we sure appreciate it on behalf of nikki kinzer 
I'm Pete Wright, and we'll catch you next week right here on Taking Control, the ADHD podcast.